When we do online arbitrage, literally every component of that system can be done by someone else, including the shipping, including someone managing your Amazon account, including people looking for the sourcing products. Welcome to Pencil Leadership. My name is Chris Anderson, success and lifestyle coach, and this show is to help you begin building a life of fulfillment and to leave a positive mark on the world. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now take out your pencils and let's begin. Tony Robbins said, every problem is a gift. Without problems, we would not grow. And Warren Buffett said, you only have to do a few things right in your life, so as long as you don't do too many things wrong. This is episode 82. We have Ann Siege coming on the show today. She's a marketing coach, an author, and an online business mentor. And on top of that, guys, she has built this e-commerce empire. So it started about 13 years ago when she decided to write her first ebook where she made $4.2 million in sales from that book and then decided to kind of go all in with e-commerce and went from 2K a month to 90K in three months. Uh, so she knows what she's doing when it comes to e-commerce and building that uh, empire there. She's impacted hundreds of thousands of individuals through her coaching program. And don't forget to share this episode with someone else and subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Actually, it goes back. Um, I had my first store, if you will, believe it or not. I was about seven or eight years old, and I made some <laughs> hand-knitted Christmas bells. And my mom said, you know, you should go in the neighborhood and sell those. So I had my first store, and it was a paper box. <laughs> so my cost of, of my storefront was well, it was free. And so I went out with my paper box and I rang the doorbells and I sold every one of them. And I even had a bundled offer three for a dollar. And I came home having sold every single one of them. Wow. I can't say that launched my sales career, but I will never forget. I can visualize the whole thing, literally ringing the doorbells, showing my, my little wares. So I was doing <laughs> commerce at a very young age. And that was cool. I didn't actually get into sales more officially until I was pregnant with my second child. And that was through direct sales. Mm. And so this goes back quite a while. There was no internet. There was no social media. <laughs> it was the hard days of yeah. hitting the pavement. And anyway, so I did that. I did a lot of direct sales. And then I came online in 2004. Huh. In 2004. And I was very eager to learn because what I had been, what I was being taught was no longer working. Mm. And so rather than continuing to bang my head against the wall, I started to look for different solutions and I found it online. That's awesome. Wow. And, and it's taken off, which is amazing just to see the success you've had and the, the success you've been able to guide others to as well through your coaching. So, um, so with that, I mean, what got you, obviously, as a young child, you were selling things, but was there anything else that like kind of pushed you into wanting to sell and the e-commerce and, and all that? Hmm. I'll, I'll tell you the mental makeup mm -hmm. side of it. That was the precursor to even have the will to do it yeah. is that I was in sports. And so I was, uh, I just completely fell in love watching the Olympics. I want to be like Olga Corbin. I want to be like Nadia Comaneci. And so wow. I had no business to even be in the sport because I was very weak, scrawny, underdeveloped, every, nothing, <laughs> nothing favorable. Gotcha. So I just worked really hard and I became very ultra disciplined. 
And I really attribute those years to setting the foundation for the mental makeup that I would need for anything subsequent that I wanted to learn. And especially when it came to business, because I kind of like a challenge. And if you shirk from a challenge, well, the fact of the matter is in business, you're going to be challenged, like it or not, it is going to happen. It's it is a bumpy road, there are highs and lows. And there's something about that. "Mm, I can figure this out, you know, this uh, when you hit a bottleneck and you get intrigued and I can figure this out. So it's that yeah. whole, and my dad was a scientist. So maybe that's part okay. of it. Yeah. <laughs> so mental discipline from sports. And I did coach for 15 years and I loved it. Wow. Loved it. Um, but with sales, I just think it's really, I don't want to make it the, the whole thing about the thrill of the chase, but it's really fun to sell. I like uh-huh. it both in the marketing and I like it in the actual transactional. Now I do mostly marketing. Okay. I'm not in marketing sales are joined at the hip. And so I have both of those departments under me and I'm the CMO, I'm the chief marketing officer. And so uh, I can make it all seamless. These two departments don't fight against each other. They work in tandem, hmm. but I think I enjoy the marketing more than I do the actual yeah. beyond the phone with sales. I'd rather, I like the thrill of, setting up the pipeline and the sales funnel to just, I want it to be as easy as possible. Yeah. When it comes to the phone that I've already gotten that person to an 80, 90% close mm. through the marketing. Through the marketing. Mm-hmm. That, that's, and that's a huge thing I think. Cause, uh, and myself included when I started, it was, well, let's just push for the sale and not, you know, the, the pipeline, the funnel, not dra- uh, guiding people down that first. So is that kind of, I don't know if I want to use these words, but like the secret sauce into creating this e-commerce empire is, is that marketing? Is that funnel pre-sale system? Well, I have to make a distinction here. Yeah. There's e-commerce, the selling of physical goods. Mm -hmm. And then there's the marketing that it takes to do that. So Uh I've done the gamut of digital marketing And then what I've been doing for 15 years is I have been teaching and mentoring people how to do what I do. So initially my first seven years was teaching people how to do sales funnels like I've done, Uh which is how to attract customers to come into your pipeline and through those marketing pieces, convert them into a sale through email campaigns, webinars, et cetera. I shifted into what the more commonly recognized e-commerce space seven years ago being primarily Amazon. Okay. You know, Shopify, all that yeah. up seven years ago. So I had a training company previous that was all about teaching how to do sales funnels online. Gotcha. Then I shifted into e-commerce and the, I'll tell you why I did make that shift. Yeah. Uh, well, there are a whole number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> the one main reason is it is far easier for people to tap into an existing marketing funnel such as Amazon Mm -hmm. than it is to create your own like a thousand percent easier. Yeah. Like a thousand percent because it is very high level master's degree level kind of stuff to create funnels that convert for digital marketing. So I still do that because I market my training company, which is e-commerce business school. So that's my main job is I'm marketing the school e-commerce business school. Mm -hmm. But my students, they are leveraging a ready-made funnel. 
Gotcha. With customers, with their credit cards in the system, and they just have to put the right products in there mm, that are profitable, okay. that sell quickly. And there's a lot to that. Yeah. So that's what we teach inside the school. Okay. Is how do you source products? How do you know if they're the right products? That right. Whole, that's the first thing people ask. Well, how do I know it's going to be a product that will sell? Yeah, that's what I was thinking when you said that. <laughs> that's my first question. I was like, how how do you figure <laughs> that out? That's got to be a lot to it. It has a lot to it. It's yeah. it is a science. Um, wow. You want me to dig into that? I would love to. Okay. I would love to. Yeah. Yeah. So basically in business and then especially in this world of e-commerce, it's who has the right data okay. and who knows how to best interpret the data because data is all over the place and it takes effort to get that data. But which data do I need to make right. smart decisions for myself as an e-commerce seller? So I'm going to go with the easiest method that we teach. And it's okay. it's the fastest. It's the most reliable. It's the most predictable. And it basically, as I described this, if people want to visually picture a pool mm -hmm. when you're growing up and there was a wading pool where it started low mm -hmm. and then it just got way into the deep where they had the diving board, right? Right, right. Yep. So it's important that people understand there's like this continuum where you can start easy or you might inadvertently, you might have jumped straight into the deep end <laughs> yeah. and you're wondering why you're not succeeding. And that is because there's more risk. There's more variables to go wrong. Mm. If you jump into the deep end of the pool with say Shopify, which a lot of people teach front end. Oh, hey man, do Shopify. Come on, it's wonderful over here. We'll get ready to learn advertising. You better yeah. understand conversion rates. You better be using Facebook, et cetera. It's a, it's a long list of skills. Right. That's the deep end of the pool and a lot can go wrong. Mm. A lot of things can go wrong. Okay. And then you go over here, you swing over to the other side in the waiting pool we're going to talk about a, a model called arbitrage. Okay. And arbitrage just means buying low and selling high. So for example, anyone could use their smartphone and download an app created by Amazon called the seller app. Okay. It, it is Amazon's. They created it for us. And then once you have that app on your phone and you do need your seller central account set up, okay. you your store, then it allows you to scan products with your phone and you're going to scan the UPC code. So here's um, yeah. a off of Amazon, actually. It's a very popular product. And so you would scan it. And what happens within a microsecond is it's going to reveal on your phone all the data points that are important for you as a seller huh. to know, can I buy this low enough to make money and sell it on Amazon, including what is how fast is it selling? Of course, you need to know that Amazon sales, their fees, Mm. As an FBA seller, I can get into that. And um, how much competition? Are there 100 sellers? Gotcha. You don't want to buy it. Two sellers, you'll be fine. And then, of course, profit being the most important. Yeah. And so people can make a very, very nice income doing just that method I described. Enough wow. that we've had people buy new homes, wow. jobs, buy cars, just that single method where you go to Walmart, <laughs> you go to Walgreens and you're scanning products and you buy them at those stores and then resell them. Yep, exactly. Huh. That's wow. exactly it. Now there's a method, a step up from that called uh -huh. online arbitrage so that you're not using this now, though you could, because you could go to those websites and just scan the UPC code right uh, off the website. Yep. 
Yeah. And so we have a, a formula, a spreadsheet where there's certain data points that you need uh-huh. you those in. And then over on the right side, it's going to show in these three columns. Red means no, skip this product. Yellow, eh, you're right on the fence there. Green and meaning your profit, your return on investment. So you mm. know this data before you buy. Right. Yeah. So you're being you're really being more of an investor. You're choosing to put money into a little product. Yeah. Say, hey, look, I want you to do some work for me with my dollar. Yeah. I want you to make my dollar grow. Could you do that for me? Hmm. Well, that's up to you as you do this. Now, the beautiful thing about that is what we've created can be offset to people that you hire overseas. So huh. you're not sitting there plunking along in a spreadsheet all day long with your eyes getting all red and <laughs> you're zoning out and your brain. Right. Instead, you hire someone and that cost is factored in so that you still know if you're profitable or not. Wow. And the, so that's called online arbitrage. And so that's the short end of the pool or that, you know, yeah. hard easy. Yeah. And what happens now that's so critical about what we do different here is we now, after having worked seven years with about 8,000 students, mm-hmm. we have identified the biggest point of failure okay. for people to scale and grow their business. And the number one point of failure is they don't stay consistent mm. and they don't offset their work quickly enough okay. to allow them to scale. If they keep hanging on to everything, that's trading hours for dollars and you yep. can only trade so many hours for dollars. Yep. But if you start to build a team and you have systems in place, they can run that with or without you. Right. And that's what we teach in a 90-day sprint. Wow. You have a VA set up. You're in a profitability. You have a team. Just starting small. Right. After yeah. that, you continue to grow as you scale. So what we're doing differently now is approaching the bigger picture of how you are going to build your business by design from day one that you're going to offset the work to somebody else. So now you become a true B quadrant like Robert Kiyosaki yeah. talked about. Yep. Instead of sitting over there in the S quadrant, which is glorified yeah. job. Yep. Hello. Yep. <laughs> you know, solopreneur glorified job. Yep. Meaning your business doesn't work unless you're working in it. That's the S quadrant that he talks right. about cash flow quadrant. So yep. we on day one, we tell them, this is where we're going to take you. You're going to have to do the work. And then we start them with this easy method and then they can expand from there. Gotcha. Wow. That's, and this is fan, uh, fantastic. It's just learning so much about that and how like really, and I don't want to, I don't want to put it off, but like simple, it can be starting uh, obviously with the right assistance and guidance. Um, I did, that's crazy. So you could just scan the UPC code and, and get all the information. That's, fa- that's cool. It I, is I, very I geek cool. Out. Yeah. I geek out about that's so neat. Uh, because I, I do, I'll do like flipping things uh, on the side as well. Um, yeah. so, so whether it be like Facebook marketplace and, and you buy it and you right. sell high right. or something like that. And so mm-hmm. that's kind of, that's really neat to know. So um, with that, and I don't know, you can you do singular items? Is that worth it? Or do you want to buy quantity? Okay, great question. Yeah. Um, with arbitrage, you're going more wide. Okay. Deep. Yeah. When you do wholesale, you're going deep. Okay. I found my widget. It's I'm selling 10 or 12 a day. Okay. You're going to start ordering, you know, cases of it. 
Uh-huh. With arbitrage, it's more wide. However, okay. I mean, you go deep when you can and when you're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. So I've had some swim gadget stuff. Um, okay. One was this little sun thing that you put a little baby in where they've got this like inner tube around them. And then there's a sun oh, thing. To mm-hmm. protect yeah. From the sun. Yeah. Yep. I sold a ton of those, you know, they're selling. And so it's like back to the store. I go, I grab everyone off awesome. the shelf. Um, I have these dive sticks. I bought like 120 of them. They sold like liquid gold. I mean, wow. they're just, you get them in, they're gone. That's <laughs> crazy. Like, you know, but then you can run out because at that time they were on clearance. It was with target mm. and they were clearance. So you could look and go, well, maybe I go wholesale. I found out these are selling really hot. Well, it turned out the wholesale price wasn't even as good as the clearance at Target. Uh, but So the point being with arbitrage is you have to keep arbitraging, so to speak. Yeah. But here's where the beautiful part comes okay. in. There is a product line or makeup that is called replenishable. Okay. Okay. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. We don't buy one toothpaste. Oh, no. Right. All year long, we're buying toothpaste. Right. Uh, food items that are replenishable, like cocoa, for example. Mm-hmm. So when you hit upon an arbitrage that is a replenishable, now you've hit more of a, a uh, continuous gold mine. Yeah. You know, so you just keep going back. Now, what people do is they build what are called business friendships. They get uh-huh. to know the store owner. And before you know it, yep, Tuesday mornings, the shipments come in. Yeah, a little bit early, so make sure you're there. You know, we've had our members develop these kind of relationships because that store manager is charged with turn rate. Uh, Just get these products turned. Yeah. And along comes Mrs. Arbitrage, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're moving products here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a win-win. That is, that's true, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's really neat. I, so – so with that, um, Amazon obviously is the big one that you would you would suggest people start with as far as ease and simplicity getting into it. Well, and volume is the main reason. And volume, okay. Because it's such a massive marketplace, and they've got it so dialed in because they started fulfillment by Amazon. I've lost track. I think it's right. 10, 12 years at least. Meaning, um, so fulfillment by Amazon is when you ship to the Amazon warehouse. Mm-hmm. And then ship it to the customer. Okay. Merchant fulfilled is when you sell it and you have to ship it to the customer, which is not as scalable. Okay. And you're having to have all this stockpile of stuff. Yeah. You know? So FBA is actually a favored status as well because you're more likely to show up in the buy box as a seller okay. when yeah. you're selling it at FBA status. Right. So how do you get that? at the Amazon locations for them to send out or am I not following that right? No, you got it right. Um, okay. so they have so many warehouses and this comes up in every webinar I have. They'll say, oh, I'm going to right down the street. Oh, <laughs> I can just drop it over there, can I? No, it's uh, all through the Amazon algorithms of all this amazing complexity of, well, the demand for that swimmer, that's actually for the warehouse in Kentucky. And oh. so they know where it gets shipped. Okay. So it's based on the market demand for wherever in the U.S. Wow. So you don't have the choice of the convenience of that. I do want to say, too, uh-huh. just to back up about the whole scaling part is when we do online arbitrage, literally every component of that system can be done by someone else, including the shipping, including someone managing your Amazon account, including people looking for the sourcing products. We have a gentleman we just interviewed. He's got a team of about five. And wow. now he's just up here kind of 
overseeing the business and now going, you know, now I want to go for that hill. I'm going to yeah. go for that next. Well, these people are doing his cash flow business for him. And he's expecting, he's been doing 25K a month pretty much. So, wow. Uh, he'll hit 200 this year. And this is starting in about March where he really started taking off. And so that can just keep going like clockwork. The little cash machine of mm-hmm. how people get between 30 and 50% profit. Okay. So you get your little money machine going and it frees up your time to do whatever you think you want to do next. Yeah. Continue to grow your Amazon business, which is most typical. Or gosh, I think I want to start doing real estate investments. Right. Whatever you want to do. Huh. Wow. That's pretty cool. Uh, so, and you said a 90 day sprint is what you mm-hmm. guide people to get to that point. 90 day peak performance mentoring is the name of the program. It's, I can't say that full blown team of five. Right. Yeah. One, of our, one of our girls, gals, she started on New Year's Eve day of just this past year. So by June, she had hit 20 K in sales and she had a team of four or five people. That's awesome. She's just a builder. Some people are, they're natural at building teams. I'm a team builder type. Yeah. Some it's going to take longer. That is the main skill set you end up that you need is being able to build a team and manage a team. Mm. And when you're good at that, you can go anywhere. Yeah. You can go awesome. anywhere because that team is a highly valuable asset. When you yes. build that, yeah, someone would pay. Wow, you don't have all that work there and you got that team cranking out. 25 grand in sales a month. Shoot, man. Your cash flow is X, Y, Z. I'll take that. (laughs) Right, man. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, So yeah, I'm just trying to, cause this is fascinating to me. I think it's so neat to, how do, do you find is smaller items do better or do people do better with like the bigger high ticket items still? That's a good question. Uh, Again, this would have to do with risk. So let's say, you know, someone, is more comfortable with products between 30 and $50 price point. Mm-hmm. Someone else has a bigger cash flow to work with and they're right. starting in a, a refrigerator, let's just say, or a table. Yeah. We've had people selling kitchen tables and okay. sets and whatnot. So it's really because you're tying up capital with mm. this model. This is not right. drop shipping. This is you have capital invested in the products. And by the way, Amazon does not like drop shipping. The only one model that is approved through that is the print on demand. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's we have our tops, um, our master trainer. He has a print on demand, which okay. is a beautiful model. Not as easy as the one I yeah. talked about here though. Okay. So it really is a comfort level. And the other thing is when it's bigger, your FBA uh, fees are going to be higher, higher. Because weight and dimension. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So you're probably more, beneficial to unless you have the investment up front to do like smaller medium type prices yeah. and size items okay now yeah. is the investment do you do this the people coming into your program for that 90 day do they have to have a certain amount to invest to in the products like do you suggest like i know with like for facebook ads a lot of people are like oh a thousand months would be a good investment to start like when you get to be able to do that so is that right. kind of the same thing here yeah and Generally, it's I do say just get used to it. Get your feet wet. Three to five hundred okay. is a good amount. You know, when you're brand new to something and just throw in a thousand, it's been more rare. Only in that, well, let me let me just see for myself if this works. Yeah, because this, this whole proof of concept, which I tell them, 
I can show you all the proof of concept from here to the moon and back, but yeah. the real proof of concept is when you do it. Yeah. And you experience that first sale and you go, Oh wow, it really does work. You you only feel like you can really say that when it you own it. Yeah. So at that, um, typically it's around that amount. They may have a whole lot more to put in. Right. But they kinda wanna go, well, let me just first see. Yeah. And I think that's wise. I think that's okay. a smart thing to do. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I was just curious. Yeah, I didn't know what the investment rate for a good investment rate to start would be. So, so with like, obviously you have your programs. where would you suggest people who are, are wanting to kind of dip their toe in the e-commerce um, arbitrage type deal? Would it just be kind of researching more, learning more before they kind of take that step or should they just kind of well, go to the program? Of, we have plenty of videos. Okay. Uh, people range tremendously. There could be someone right now listening who goes, oh, man, I'm an eight or a 10. Uh-huh. Why? Because maybe they've been swimming in a sea of information prior. Gotcha. And then you have someone hearing it for the very first time. So the gamut is is huge. So they can go to our page. And there's a, a lot of case studies. We also uh-huh. have a, our most popular video ever is called the three pillars of e-commerce success. Uh, I can even give a quick overview of that. But go to our homepage of ecommercebusinessschool.com. There's a blue button at the top right that says free training. And then they can click that and watch. It's about a 22 minute overview of this model. Oh, wow. Cool. That's our, and our YouTube channel is packed, absolutely packed with videos. So, you know, it's some people just, they want to watch 30 videos first (laughs) and others. They're more at a level of I'm looking, I'm ready. So yeah, Yep. Yeah. And it is for our mentorship program. This is not just a training program. This is very, very high touch one-on-one technical coaching, small group coaching during the week, 12 a month, our peak performance mentoring, 10 day accountability boot camp. It's very thorough that wow. I like to say, no one can come here and say they didn't get the help they needed. Yeah. Impossible. And literally impossible. Yeah. So anyways, um, it is an application and so they can go through the information and then fill out an application. But um, yeah, we have a lot of information. Our YouTube really awesome. channel is really packed with it. Awesome. Yeah. We'll have to, and what's the YouTube channel is. What Same. Is it? Same. Okay, well. perfect. I figured that's what it was. Uh, and you mentioned the three pillars of e-commerce success. I would love to touch on that if you have time and, and you're willing to go yeah. through that. So that'd be awesome. Yes, it is. Uh, generate cash flow. Jumpstart your business and keep it going. The next Mm -hmm. is to automate systems so you can free up your time and scale up your business. And the Mm -hmm. last one is build assets so you can pass on to your family or to investors for a profit. So cash flow, automate systems, build assets. That's awesome. And and that's uh, I love systems uh, and automation because it makes if we like you said when we just hang on to everything we want to keep control like we can only do so much and i think that's one of the biggest things a lot of people have to learn is let go build a team automate so you can free up your time otherwise you are still in the s quadrant and ah. Mm -hmm. so that's that's beautiful and it's risky yeah it's really risky yeah i mean here we are in covid and so we're talking to so many people and Everyone has had their life impacted in some way, shape, or form from yep. COVID, whether they got it themselves or not. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's risk mitigation if it is all on you and something happens. Yeah. 
Wow. And your family was relying on you as that solopreneur. And I know it is more work to build a team. Myself, I love having a team. I, yeah. I just really enjoy that relationship. Yep. But think about risk mitigation. And I'll tell you for cost, it's about a sixth when you outsource to the Philippines. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Just saying. Yeah, that's something. And it's like, too, like, even if you, and when you have a team um, that help you, like, I, I love that because there's so much, like, there are things that are not my strong suits. And it's like, bring your, your talents <laughs> into this, please, because you're going to do so much more better, so much better than, I, and it's, it's just amazing because I don't know everything and I'm not the best at everything. And so the team, teamwork makes the dream work is what I've always said and, and heard and, uh, so I think that's that's perfect. So, and the third one I stuck out to me too because you said building assets. So, um, and you said to be able to either give to your family or investors. Is that the business itself, or are you are you uh, referring to other types of assets as well? It's a business itself. Okay. However, it can be what you've been able to accomplish as a result of that business through your profit margin. Typically, yeah. our people are on the whole. You know, they keep whatever they want relative to their pay and such. But they once they see that scale potential, they're like, oh, man, I can't get money in here fast enough. And right. then they see it grow and grow. Yeah. You know, and then it's out of that as you hit whatever that scale level is, whatever you want that to be and where you get those profits and what you're acquiring through that. So it can be okay. a whole net effect of what your business has accomplished for you. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, I think it's. There's the sky's the limit. Like once you get that kind of role in those first two pillars, the cash flow and the systems, then you're it's just yeah. what really where you want to go with it, like what you want to do. Yes. And uh, that's really neat and exciting. Um, same with like me and my business. And I've like looked into the e-commerce stuff a little bit previously. And um, so I think that's awesome. How much time uh-huh. do you need starting out? to yes. start doing this arbitrage stuff. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> we put, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it dropped out of my cerebral. My yeah. Right. Um, I would, what we say is 12 to 15 hours. And I have a specific case study to give testament to that. Radia is her name and she's a physical therapist and she also okay. runs the department. So she's a supervisor and a practitioner as well. Yeah. Yep. And so she does it in her evenings and on the weekend and she's at a pace that she'll be able, she started in July, I believe it was. Um, it's a three month, the 90 day peak performance. She antip- anticipates she'll be able to retire her husband next year. Wow. At the pace she's going. So for someone to accomplish that within a year's time, mm-hmm. and here right now we're in Q4. And by the yeah. way, Amazon and all of e-commerce because of COVID took 10 years of what we call buying habits or preferences shrunk down to within a three month period to shift people into online shopping, online wow. buying prime grew, prime members grew by 28%. Oh, I'm sure. Because of, you know, back in the shutdown yep. and then you have it swinging back again. And what does that mean for Amazon sellers? More growth. Yeah. It's just, and we've been teaching this method for seven years. Cause the first thing I thought was, yeah, but what about saturation? Cause I'm a uh, digital marketer. Okay. Yeah. And, non-issue, especially now. In fact, we have a gal, most of our members now are doing online arbitrage, but one gal is still doing local. 
she cannot keep up with it fast enough with three stores in her local area, just three stores are supporting her. She's doing about $800, $900 a day in sales wow. for her and our people get 30 to 50% commission. So she's doing really well. She cannot keep up with the volume and she's wow. got to help her now. And you're, so you're saying the 30 to 50% of the profit goes to your, her team or the people that you have helping her? Um, in her case, I believe she now has a full time someone was shipping because she's just she's in over capacity for okay. what she's able to source. She cannot keep up with it fast enough for the demand that Amazon has. I call okay. it feeding the beast. Yeah. That's what we're doing. That'll be your biggest problem is feeding that beast. It's a ravenous. It's a very ravenous yeah. beast. And every sixty <laughs> percent of the people listening have a Prime account. That's yeah. the um, for American households. It's two thirds of um, U.S. households our prime buyers. So our household here, we have three. So oh, wow. yeah. <laughs> it averages to that, but all to say, um, so 12 to 15 and then some folks then they shift into if they're trying to quit a job and they, yep. all they do is match that. Oh, time to throw out the job. Now they can go full time with their Amazon business. Wow. That's something. And, uh, it just gets less technically as you build that team too, because yes. you delegate some of the tasks and so that's, mm -hmm. so what if you run out, of like do you have a quantity of products on there that can only be bought like or so if you reach it so say you had five toothpaste and they all get bought and someone wants another one they can't find yours because it's gone or how does that work yeah if your inventory is depleted and then it depends on if there's been more sellers in there to provide that now in the arbitrage model you do not create the listings you know how you you put in a oh, search uh -huh. mm -hmm. now you're not writing those Okay. You're leveraging off of an existing listing okay. that has proven sales volume. Okay. And all you're doing is you're restocking those shelves because the products are moving so fast. And again, so, that's all based on data. So if you ran out of that product, it's not going to necessarily hurt you or hurt metrics of any sort. You just don't get paid for it. Yeah. I mean, it just okay. means you ran out of products, just gotcha. like any store would mm -hmm. run out of products. They would just so, find it somewhere else. Yeah, they'll find it somewhere else. And so it's a matter of you win the game by continually sourcing. You have to keep replenishing your inventory. Okay. If you want it to be a regular pay, yes, then you have to be regular with getting products into Amazon. For sure. For sure. Yeah. And that's just going around to stores in your area and or in wherever your people are. Yeah. Oh, you, okay. You can do it all online via websites. So you so, could. Okay starts from Walmart. This is when you can have VAs do it for you. Yeah. This one is all done online. So if you bought it online from one of the stores, you could you technically put in the shipping address to the warehouse instead of your no. place? It has no, to come you, to you first. Or to a prep center that oh, okay. is designed for Amazon sellers. And the reason is so Walmart isn't going to package their products. That's with true. Your, it's in Amazon, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And with your Amazon seller ID, okay. they're not they're not set up to do that. Now I've had wholesalers who would do that for me where they said, Oh yeah. And we can ship it directly to Amazon for wholesale, but not gotcha. retail arbitrage. So okay. you have to, you have to prep your packages, how Amazon wants to receive them in their warehouse. Okay. So do you have to buy Amazon boxes? No, no, you can okay. ship them in any in box. Yeah. They ship out with their you know, Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that makes sense. And so you could literally just have buy a bunch of things on like Sunday and have them ship each week, 
and then send them off to the warehouse or the fulfillment yes. or the prep center. Yes. But yeah. you, you, you did say you can ship them to a prep center exactly. and not your home. Okay. Exactly. From an online store, you can just have, in fact, you can get to a place where your VAs are doing the ordering for you. Yep. Everything is built upon trust level after trust level after trust where you yep. go, okay, I trust these two guys. I'm going to have a credit card limit, but now they're going to start placing the orders. So one of my folks I just interviewed, he, he got to that level of trust. Yeah. You know, he's had his VAs cranking it out and now he doesn't place the orders. It's not dependent on him to show up for that. He checks on things as would any savvy business owners. You right. check on it and, you know, that kind of a thing. So, um, but yes, it can be hands off that it just goes straight to the center. Wow. That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. awesome. Well, this has been this has been a really good episode. I've really I've enjoyed learning from you, and I'm sure the people listening uh, are learning from you as well and enjoying this this topic because it's it's growing. Like you said, it's no don't have to worry about saturation. It's just continued growth there. So, uh, and I appreciate you being on today. Thank you so much for sharing this. Um, before we say bye, though, uh, I asked my guests one question, and the fifth trait of pencil leadership is that a pencil is created uniquely and with a purpose. And that's to leave a mark on whatever surface that it's guided to write on. Uh, so with that being said, after everything is said and done for you here on earth, what do you hope the mark you've left is? You know, my real pride and joy, because I have evolved to the business where I'm at. Uh, I homeschooled my sons for three years. Oh, wow. uh, pardon me, 12 years, <laughs> 12 years, <laughs> three sons, 12 years. Wow. And I've taught them business and we had a real estate investment business. We did an auto glass business. So I was always teaching them business and it's my huh. family that helped get me here. But I also nurtured my family as it was all symbiotic, so to speak. Mm -hmm. So my pride and joy is strengthening the family economy so that they are not reliant on, well, you know, a culture that is developed for dependency. Yeah. I want to help create a strong, independent family economy for people. And the strength of these entrepreneurs, my one gentleman who I interviewed, he he and his wife had a business um, teaching special needs. They flew all over the world oh, wow. with these specialty techniques. Now he's got this team of five and he built it. That's and awesome. we helped him. And so he's gone up in stature. He could go and create another business now from what he's learned. So I want to help people make, help them become better than what they already were from when they came into my community. So I yeah. launch entrepreneurs in the space and I feel that's my finest contribution to the culture, yeah. society, not people dependent. That's not the message mm -hmm. I'm preaching. I, I preach, preach the message of empowerment. And we have families where their kids are six years old and they're helping mom. That's awesome. And a nine-year-old awesome. learns how to run the whole Amazon store. <laughs> That's what we're doing. That's awesome. I love it. I love that mission. I love that impact that you're having. And uh, just from what I learned today, like I see you're doing it. So that's that's a really cool thing. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for being on here. Where uh, can people best connect with you, find out more about what you offer and what you're doing? Would love to be able to share that with people. Well, e-commerce business school is our, our website. As far as myself, you can message me through LinkedIn Perfect. Um, or Facebook. I, mm -hmm. it gets, I have, it's packed. So I whole <laughs> thing to let people and all that. So probably LinkedIn is better. I don't know that they have a limit. So anyways, um, yeah, that should do. And then our, cool. our uh, YouTube channel for e-commerce business school Perfect. as well. 
Awesome. Well, uh, guys, that'll all be in the show notes, the link there to where to connect with Ann. So definitely do that and start learning and, and jumping in there. Um, and again, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope it brought you value. If it did, leave a rating and review on whatever platform you listen to your podcast. This actually helps us get this in front of more people so we can leave a bigger mark. And then share this with someone, someone that it could bring value to so you can make a difference in their life as well. Now let's go out and be pencil leaders.